We preview the Michigan State defense for the upcoming football season, and my goodness gracious, we have one of the best football minds around, Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic. Let's go. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everyone? Yes, the wonderful, wonderful listeners and viewers of Locked On Spartans. Hope you're having a fantastic day. And thank you for joining us as we walk, welcome in Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic. Nick, how on earth are you doing, man? You, you doing okay? I am doing great, man. How are you? How are things? How's summer? Good? You know what? I'm like half freaked out how fast the summer's flying by, right? Because like we're <laughs> right, less yeah. than four weeks away from kickoff. But like the other half of me is thrilled. Yeah. That Michigan I should State say summer's over, right? Hey, this is football. Summer is over. Summer ended on like July 31st, we'll say, usually, right? That's so true. That's true. Summer the, the was. Just, it no longer yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. The NFL good stuff. just like the Hall of Fame game just happened, you know, not too long ago. Right. So like that's, that's right. a hard stop for summer right there. That's right. So and that, yes, have that's it. a good one too. Right. So it's pretty much over. Training camp usually is the, uh, especially when the colleges start, because they usually start about a week after the NFL and it's like, okay, it's uh, humid out every day and kind of gross and sticky. And that's, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, that's football season in my book. So yes, fall is here. Uh, I told my wife the other day, I'm like, you better get ready for Halloween. Fall's arrived. And she's like, well, we still got another month. <laughs> Of summer, but <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do we? Yeah, come on now. Not really. But. So we are going to be breaking down just the defensive side of yep. the ball today. Last week, you know, uh, me and Brian Lewerke, we broke down Peyton Thorne in the quarterback position. We'll break down the rest wow, of the offense, good, yeah. you know, down the road somewhere. But, you know, you do such a great job at the athletic, and you're very generous to join us and break down the whole defense because, man, oh, man, are there some storylines with this <laughs> Michigan State Spartan defense. <laughs> A lot of guys, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll, we'll get to it in a hot second. I just uh, have to shout everyone out right now. Thank you for you know making us your first listen. Watch every day. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Lockedonspartans at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. All right, that's all the housekeeping. Nick, I can't push us down the road any longer. Um, we got to start with the secondary because that yeah. was kind of the headliner for all the wrong reasons last year. And, yeah, hey, there's some good parts of Michigan State's defense. We'll get to that later this episode, but I'm right. more of a – Tell me the bad news first kind of guy, so let's just get this out of the way. But let's let's do this in a fun little way here. Can you say one nice thing about MSU's pass defense from, from last year, something that you did like? I liked that? I liked more than people most people probably did. I I thought okay. like Ronald Williams. Okay. I liked Ronald Williams. I thought Ronald Williams, that's a that's where I'll start with it. Because I thought he was playing really well and and starting to sort of I can't remember when he got hurt. But whenever he got hurt, I think he got hurt a couple times, right? Did he get hurt yeah. a few times? Whenever he got hurt, like the first time that cost him games. And I, that was right when I was like, okay, this guy's starting to get it. And then he gets hurt. And I think that kind of happened across the board. They were, I don't know. To me, it was, you're going to have growing pains when you add in a bunch of new people like they did with the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And you're going to feel it the most where they felt it in the secondary uh, and in your past defense. I, I think that that's... I don't think that that was shocking, I'll say. And I don't think it should be something that people necessarily should panic about because they have, I think they have some solid players back there. I don't know if they have superstars, but they have some good football players um, who, when you get them in the right spot and let them sort of grow, which I assume they've done now for the last year, 
you know, two years almost really, um, you know, they should be able to be solid for you. So I'm not as probably down on it uh, in terms of personnel as maybe some people would be. This is great. So how about that? You've been here less than five minutes and you've already used my mind about the past yeah, defense. Right. <laughs> this is great. Uh, you know, uh, sorry, before going any further, let's just go through who they lose, who they return, who yes. they add. So you, you lose no one. Uh, it's, it's, you don't lose they, anybody. You, exactly. Right. Lose anyone. It's pretty nice. And you return <laughs> safety, Xavier Henderson, Angelo Gross, Kendall Brooks, if you want uh, right. a guy on the two deep, you know, Ronald Williams, just like you talked about, Marky Lowry, Chester Kimbrough, Charles Brantley, but you add a mere speed. Mm-hmm. Out of Georgia, uh, the prodigal son, the guy who everyone put a lot of chips in uh, for this upcoming season. Can one guy really make that big of a difference for a whole unit? Uh, or is this just a little too much expectations just for one well, transfer who only played half a season at defense yeah, at Georgia? Yeah. But frankly, I think that I think that a guy like this, what you would see from him in terms of impact, actually, you wouldn't see a lot of it, I think. It would be a lot of you know, what he could do, uh, I think, is go to a guy that's younger and help him mm-hmm. sort of learn what his, what his job is, what his responsibility is. I mean, you got to also remember, he's coming from, uh, you know, he's coming from Georgia. So he played under Kirby Smart. That's also a Nick Saban uh, defensive tree, which is a similar, you know, I, I will see what Michigan State runs this year. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if they'll mix up more coverage, but this is still, sure. you know, a cover three team uh, rooted in that. So, so you know, Amir would know everything they're doing in theory. And a lot of the problems they had last year, I thought, weren't necessarily, well, the guy just can't play. This guy's just not good enough athletically. It was, he didn't know what he was doing. He was, you know, guys were still trying to learn uh, all that, I think. And and that, you know, that to me, I think is something that comes in time. But adding a guy, I mean, he's a six-year player who played, yeah. I think he had a couple starts last year uh, on that defense. And at least he played. So to me, it's like, if you played at all, on that defense, so you're probably okay, right? You're a pretty good player, right? So I think that, I, yeah, I think he can be a calming presence for guys a little bit. Um, an older player, and they got a lot of young guys back there um, who are talented, but they're going to need somebody to help them. And I think you can see that uh, kind of across the board back there. And about two weeks ago, Mel Tucker was asked about the you know defensive you know passing defense, mm-hmm. uh, and he simply said, "Well, it's not going to get much worse." Um, right? Yeah. Do you do you have a better answer than that as to why it will be better for Michigan State this season? Like, is it just simply yeah. the fact that they have been in the system for a year, or is there I, even something else that sticks out to you? I think that that's a huge part of it because you have like Xavier Henderson's a good football player. We've seen him; he was a good player for Mark D'Antonio. Uh, I thought he was a good player last year, all things considered. I mean, it wasn't all his fault. Uh, so you have a good player there. I think Gross is a good player, a really good player, but also a guy that was transitioning and changing positions, and it was like, what yeah. do you want him to do now? Okay, well, there he is. Let him, let him go into his, you know, where you want him and let him kind of make plays. He's a junior now. Let him grow all these things. So to me, it's it's going to be about Ronald Williams is back, Kimbrough's back. You're bringing speed in. There's other guys there that are going to be hungry to play they've all had their opportunity to kind of do something in this system. None of them should be overwhelmed by anything that's happening. And so when I say it should be, or when he says it can't be worse, like he's right in that organizationally, um, the you know expectation and demand, I assume that the staff will put on them will be much higher because I mean, default, it should be, you've got all these guys back. You didn't lose anybody. You know, these are a bunch of – they're all good kids. I don't think we really hear anything, right? Uh, you've never heard anything about these guys being – I haven't, yeah. You know, pay attention or anything. So I would assume just by one more year in it and, you know, they they got their butts kicked a few times last year and had to eat that, and that's 
that sometimes can motivate a group too. So, um, yeah, I would expect them to have a better year. Dominant, I don't know about that, but a much better sure. year than what we saw last year. I just need average, Nick. That, that, that's all I need. I, yeah, I just right. need something where I could be like, oh, that was not, not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Get off the <laughs> field all. once in a while, right? Because, in, and, and hey, look, if they yeah. can't do that, if it's then, you know, problems are, are on the way because that's going to yeah. be something that last year's team could sort of overcome a little bit more due to Walker's ability to just hit you. Whereas yeah. if you don't have that now, you know, and you can't get off the field, it becomes harder. And I just don't want to see a quarterback like Aiden O'Connell hang exactly. up more than 500 yards against Which you. Which is you know, like, just... you know, st- the easy stuff, that the, the leaky stuff, that stuff I think will go away. Like, they were a leaky defense. They gave up big uh, plays, but they were also, you know, a group that you'd consider leaky, right? Where it's like, you're just yeah. getting, like, dink and dunked. You're getting six, seven, eight. You're getting chunks in these little zone spots that are just always open. Because guys aren't really comfortable with what they're doing yet. You know, more time on task, yeah. I think that'll help it. Yeah, like it was break, don't bend for the first, like, what, sure. four or five weeks yeah. of the season. And then, okay, like when the players started getting really injured and other teams started to really figure them out, like, holy right. smokes, it was bend and then break and, and then, then bend, make yeah. everyone cry. Uh, so, <laughs> well, so really, really quick, another big storyline out of the secondary is that Chester Kimbrough primi- primarily moving inside to that nickel position. Right. Can you explain to me, like, I'm five years old, how that's going to yeah. improve? his life uh, and the life of everyone that roots for Michigan State football. Well, I mean, Kim, it, it makes your job less. I think if you're going to be a slot corner, uh, it's much easier in terms of here's what we want you to do. There's more mm-hmm. on your plate, I would say, probably as an outside corner in terms of your run responsibility. Not that you don't have it as a slot sure. corner, but you're closer to the ball and a lot more of what you're doing is going to be one-on-one you know, responsibility. Just get in there and press him. If, you, if that's what you're comfortable with, get up there get in his face, be, you know, be physical, all those things. Cause you know, those slot receivers and the guys, especially that we see in college uh, are really hard to deal with, especially in space. Yeah. And if, if you've got a guy that's thinking too much, uh, sometimes they can overwhelm him and it, it's a disaster. So uh, if you're taking a, away that responsibility and just saying, focus on this only, you know, it could be good because also you've got a lot of guys there. We just mentioned, you know, everybody talks about Amir Speed's name being amazing, right? Speed. But he's also sure. long. He's like 6'3 or whatever. He's crazy long. Williams is also crazy long. That's what you want on the outside. That's what you want as your run support and your kind of edge setting uh, to the boundary there. Right on. So that's the secondary. We, we just knocked that position group out. Now we got Boom. two that are already walking in with high expectations here in a hot second. But, Nick, I'm so sorry. I just got to say bye to you for a hot second because I got to talk to the fine folks about LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. You already know what LinkedIn is. It is the greatest job searching vehicle out there. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to do just that and making it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and, best of all, for free. That's right, for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's a lot of people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that, well, you're hiring, so your network can help find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. There's no wonder why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So head to LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers, 40 million 
job seekers, visit LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions, oh, they apply. And as we welcome back the wonderful Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic. Hey, just thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first watch or listen every single day here to Locked on Spartans podcast. Nick, um, this will be a lot more fun to talk about. I got to say, though, you may talk about the MSU secondary. <laughs> lot of fun, so I can't wait to see where this is going. Hey, there's, go. there, there should be hope there, if nothing else. We'll see how it pans out. But yeah, You know, I just talked to Graham Couch last week, and I said, like, right. I, whenever we get to early August, like, I, I my delirium's at an all-time high. I'm exposed. <laughs> like, the floor is 10 wins for me. After yeah. that conversation, the first segment, I'm, I'm at at least 11-1 and one in the regular <laughs> season right now. Like, this is, we are rocking and rolling here. Oh, so let's man, talk about, this isn't good. No, this is great, actually. It's fantastic. Let's just, so let's talk about yeah. a position group that's going to get me to 12-0. and 0, basically. Yes, probably so. Yeah, yeah. you got some dudes. The here. linebackers, Nick. Are you kidding me with this group? This is a fantastic group. You lose yeah. Quigaris Crouch, Noah Harvey. You keep Cal Halliday, Ma'anautiote, Ban Van Sumeran, and Darius Snow, who moves from the secondary to right. linebacker. And, oh, yeah, you just add... Uh, Jacoby Winman, one of the most athletic transfers in the portal, and then Aaron Brule, a guy with NFL draft aspirations as well. Holy smokes, we are in the right to feel as Spartan fans as high about this group as possible, yes. right? Okay, I think perfect. so. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting group, and it's you mentioned one of the guys at the very top that gets forgotten is Halliday, but it's an important yeah. guy that he comes back because. You know, you brought in Brule and Winman and some of these younger guys that have the athleticism to kind of get out in space and do some things. But Halliday's a proven, you know, between the tackles run defender in this league. I think he's been through the wars enough and, and seen enough that he can be a guy that, you know, he's entering his veteran stage, I guess. He's played a lot of football. I would think he's a really good, sturdy, like he's going to get better every time he plays. So that's, you know, check one. And then the two guys you mentioned that I think are going to help the secondary the most are Brule and Winman because, and probably Darius Snow, uh, because those three guys, especially the veterans, understand if you watch their tape, they know how to drop and cover and sort of, you know, manage a zone, right? Like they, they're not stiff. They don't get lost. They know where they're going. Uh, and it's not, especially Winman, um, but both of them really, I mean, they're both really good at it. Uh, and, I think that will help calm a lot of the nerves and jitters and whatever else you might see uh, from other guys in the secondary and really just in pass coverage in general. Because that's the thing people forget is they have to cover. They have to – and Crouch made a lot of plays last year, but he also didn't because, like, a lot of his mistakes were coverage, you know, responsibility-wise. And it takes discipline and a willingness to want to do it. So when you have guys that are old safeties who've bulked up to be linebackers, you know, pretty good. And that's, I think uh, Brule was one, an old safety and obviously snow as well. So um, yep. I like it a lot more than I did a year ago at this time, for sure. Uh, in the middle there. There we go. Okay. So let's say hypothetically it's September 1st. Uh, Scotty Hazleton just retires, you know, the day before yeah. Michigan State's <laughs> kick off to the season. And Mel Tucker uh, says, you know what? Football coaching isn't for me anymore. I'm just going to go make a life of selling NFTs for good. Yeah, but before right. he gets on the plane, he Honestly, hands you the headset. You know, oh, it's, it's possible. There's a percent chance. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but Nick, hey, he went to the airport. He says, oh, hey, uh, do you want to coach tomorrow? Nick, if it was up to you, who the hell starting at linebacker amongst all those names we just named off? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, their classic two linebacker system, or do you kind of make Snow this, 
odd hybrid linebacker nickel sort of guy. How are yeah. you going to slice it up if you're the coach? So I think I think the last thing you said there is Snow is going to be that. I think he's going to be the the hybrid nickel overhang. Um, I think he will ultimately become maybe more known as a nickel defender here and the guy that will play more gotcha. in the slot and but closer to the ball and also help against the run. So I think he's going to play a lot. And then inside, it might be you could also this year if you wanted to give guys a rest, which is important, which is important uh, at that linebacker spot. I mean, heaven forbid, right? I would think that, you know, with their experience, Winman and Brulee would be guys that are going to be hard to not play uh, in passing situations. But I would also think that Halliday's going to be a starter or going to be a guy that plays a lot. I would think those three guys plus Snow uh, are probably going to see a lot of time rotationally or the guys to beat probably, right? Like those would be the guys that I would say you could probably pencil in and, and feel pretty comfortable about they're not going to blow an assignment. They're not going to screw up this. And they're going to be able to make plays, uh, you know, if something comes in the area, especially Snow. I think this is a really good move for him. Uh, when yeah. they signed him, you know, I remember talking about it at the time. I was like, this is not – D'Antonio was going to keep him at safety. I could see it. But I'm like, this is not where, you know, football is going to go. And, I'm, you know, it was good to see that they moved him. Or at least – and maybe, you know, maybe he's got to be on board with it too, which seems like he is now. So good stuff gotcha. for him for sure. And just between the two transfers that I just named, uh, Jacoby Winman out of UNLV and mm-hmm. then Aaron Brule out of Mississippi State, the other MSU, of course, which of those two guys has your eyebrows, you know, arched a little more? Who brings more intrigue to this team, in your opinion? Uh, it's it's almost it's hard because, uh, you know, Brule played better competition. Um, yeah. And so in some ways, I think it, it might be him. But Winman is really interesting in that he's the opposite you know, he's a former edge defender who has all this length uh, and all this sort of mobility that used to be rushing the passer. Then they dropped him and put him in, you know, the middle of the defense and he's done well with it. So that is a guy, I think that, you know, in terms of movement skills and everything else, when you look at what NFL teams look for in the middle of their defense, you know, he has a lot of that. And I think, you know, he's a guy that clearly he's moved positions. He's playing at a team that wasn't very good. Um, if he gets a lot of run this year, he could be a guy that, you know, in the Big Ten uh, against some of these great offenses, make a lot of plays, man. Like, that's a guy that suddenly he goes from nobody knows who you are to, okay, now you're on draft boards. And I think that those both those guys, really all the guys they brought in defensively this year that we've talked about so far that we'll talk about in a second, they're all in that situation where they're right on the edge of, like, a little different role for you, and boom, now you're on a draft board. And that's how – you know, that's how you keep building your recruiting profile and everything else going forward. So these are smart additions, I thought, by Mel Tucker and uh, Scotty Hazelton, for sure. And they also made a big addition on the defensive line. That's the last right. position group we got to get to. But, uh, Nick, I'm so sorry. I, I got to no say goodbye to you one more time. I always feel bad about this where I got to <laughs> click off the screen, and now it's just my face on YouTube. But you know what? I got something nice for all you folks at home. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your betting needs, uh, football betting, Please, we already got week one lines out. We got futures to make for NFL and for college. Or also, let's say you're a golf guy like me. Hey, the FedEx Cup playoffs are about to be rock and rolling here pretty soon. Have yourself covered in a lot of fun. At betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. And also find league reviews, news, including, you know, Major League Baseball. That's still going on. NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports. That's right, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the best 
and top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered top to bottom. So head to the betonline.net website today. Use a mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action. That's that bet online where the game starts. And let's start this third segment with another fun position group. Uh, Nick, you're still here. Yeah. Thanks a lot for uh, hanging around. Wow, this is great. I'm having a, a blast right now. Um, and it's only going to get more fun because we're talking defensive line here, Nick. Uh, we lose... Drew Beasley, we lose Jacob Panashoot, but you return Jeff Petrowski, underrated guy, Jalen Hunt, Maverick Hansen, even Derek Harmon, Brandon Wright, if you will. And you mm-hmm. also add not just transfer Chris Bogle, but coach Brandon Jordan, Marco Coleman, and then also Kevin Vickerson as a defensive analyst analyst as well, if I can get that word out of my mouth. Um, this might be a crazy sentence because Michigan State had a good defensive line last year. Yeah. Is it going to be even better this year, in your opinion, or is it time for me to start pumping the brakes here? Right. Well, I, this is the best position on the team, I think. This is. Gotcha. I think this is the one that it could be better. But I mean, at worst, if it's this, if it's as good, then it's still pretty good, right? Because I think that sure. the reason why Michigan State was able to close games out despite having a horrible pass defense is because of this group yeah. right here, right? Like yep. they got off the field, they got they made plays, they're hard to block. One guy that you didn't mention, Matt, is Simeon Barrow, who I think is my favorite. Oh, I prospect did not have him on the, on the team. Like this guy, he reminds me of Mo Hurst, the former Michigan tackle. Uh, no bad weight. He's explosive. He moves well. I think this could be if you're looking for a breakout player on this roster. I think he could be the guy nationally, even like he's got all American uh, traits and everything else. As you know, it was oversight. I'm sure in your part, but also he and Slade, I think, are the guys. Slade. Yep. That are like, you know, they're the ones that if you ask other offensive lines in the Big Ten, you know, who are the hardest guys for you to block, like those two would probably be on a lot of their lists because, you know, they're they're a force in there if you watch it real close. Yeah, I just went back to my notes. Uh Barra was on the other line and Slade was on the line too. So uh good yeah. job reading that. Way to go there. Uh so yeah, just you know, left off two of the they're, they're stacked though, because all the other best guys. Best mentioned... tackles. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because that's also we you know, hunt. Maverick Hansen, Mallory, those guys have all played. Uh, Petrowski's made plays. Michael Fletcher's a guy, I think, right? Yep. Like, there's a lot of guys that are interesting. And um, I think it's one that I think they really did a good job when when Tucker got to Michigan State. of Because a lot of these guys now have been with them for a little bit. And they're, yeah. they've moved positions with some of them. You mentioned Brandon Wright. They did a really good job those first two years of like putting guys where they belong. And now they're starting to grow up a little bit more, and you're starting to see some of that come out. And I think you'll see more of that with the front seven this year. I think they're going to be hard to run against, hard to move the ball against. And when you're hard to run against, as you know, you know, you have a high floor in college football, especially the Big Ten. And it's the same benefit, too, that they have at the linebacker position of just, like, yeah. depth. You know, just they have the guys depth. behind right. them. It's fantastic. I'm having yeah. a great time right now. Um, <laughs> how, how much – I don't know how I'm going to pose this question. I just want to talk about Chris Bo- uh, Bogle, though. And Bogle, yeah. I, like, I don't want to see like how much pressure is on him because, again, we just talked about the depth, and you do have good guys coming back. But is this the guy that you have like the closest eye on in this group, or is there even someone else that stands out to you more? Like you just talked about Simeon Barrow. Well, yes, is- that's fair, though. That's fair because Bogle's a prove-it situation. Like, I almost look right. at Chris Bogle. Uh, I would almost look at him, and there's a lot of guys like this who are transferring now. That, you know, in the NFL, we see this as you know, a guy that's a former first-round pick. He doesn't have a great couple first years. His yep. first, his rookie team cuts him, and then he gets a second chance on, like, a prove-it deal with somebody for, like, one year. Where It's like, you got to do it, or you're done, right? Or we don't yep. care anymore. 
it's not that dramatic for a guy like this because he's still in college, but it sort of is in the same. You're coming here with an opportunity. They're going to give you a ton of snaps to show what you can do as an edge defender, probably both with your hand on the ground, and I would assume they're going to let him stand up and, and run a little bit too. But Bogle is a guy who has all the traits. That's why he was at Florida. That's why he was highly recruited. He's got the length yep. and the burst and all this. Uh, you know, get him in the right spot and then say, this is your opportunity. Go kill it. And let's see what happens. Kenneth Walker is the shining example of all time, probably in college football right now, right? Yep. Of go to a place, they promise you opportunity, take it and run with it. And like, you know, when I look at the guys that they brought in defensively, I think those linebackers have a chance to do that. But Bogle, because the edge, you know, the edge position is so, you know, in need in the NFL, Bogle is the guy that you'd look at and say, he has the tools to be an X factor to make this whole thing, you know, go from what I just talked about a defense that's pretty tough to run on to one that now, okay, it's a good defense because they're making plays. And I don't care if the secondary is necessarily perfect. If you're getting after the quarterback and making it hard for him to see anything, you know, it's not going to matter. So, yeah, yeah. Bogle, Bogle could be a guy that, you know, helps them sort of. Drew Jordan was a guy like that last year where you're like, hey, is, yep. if he comes in here and takes full advantage and explodes, you know, he had a, not to say that he had a bad year, but Bogle is a better athlete with more explosion and, you know, is a guy that could maybe really take off here. But up to and him, just, we'll see. Yeah, that's no, true. And, like, yeah. up to him and also maybe, too, up to Brandon Jordan. And that's, like, the last question yeah. I wanted to ask about that's the defensive fair. lineman is, like, in your experience covering, you know, all these teams and just like you talked about, even at the NFL level, guys latch on to second teams, is it reasonable to expect – one single coach or, you know, a trio of them because you got Marco Coleman and Kevin Vickerson to have this much of an impact in just one off season at a position like edge or defensive end, like, or is this more of a, eh, maybe give it like two years for you see guys well, really improve. You know, I don't, I think it, yeah, I think it could because, you know, in some ways this is something that a lot of other teams had been doing. A lot of other teams have had the, specialty outside they haven't called it an edge coach or whatever people call it mm. something different everybody calls it something different uh michigan used to call it the viper i've heard, seen the star gotcha. i've seen the shark i've seen all these things like yeah, the different cash, fish right different yeah. fish right aggressive yep. fish right. <laughs> but, but anyway like that so that is a specialty position with a lot of responsibility a lot of responsibility uh rush cover and uh run defense so you're looking at i gotta do all i gotta do a lot and i gotta do everything pretty good but to have three guys who can sort of come in and help them with the specialty parts of their game, that's interesting to me. That's to be able to, you know, look at the spot and say, this is a unique position. It's not like what we used to say a defensive end used to be. It's not, it's different. So yeah, um, I think you will probably see um, an impact early and often. And then in time, you know, the guys you recruit at that spot, you're going to notice a difference there uh, with the profile and everything else. But you know, yeah, I mean, there'll be an expectation on what you need to do at that spot. And ultimately, you're training those guys for the next level because that is one of the hardest spots to fill on NFL rosters consistently because the guy has to be a playmaker. He has to be consistent and he can't be a, you know, guy who doesn't know football. He has to understand everything about the game. So a lot going on there. And it's good, I think, that Michigan State is moving in that direction uh, with the staff. Look at that. And before saying bye to you, I, I have five lightning round questions for yeah, you to it. end this episode on. Uh, take as short or long on the, these answers as you want, but this is for the whole defense, just the defensive side of the ball, all position groups. Question number one, best player in Michigan State's defense? Simeon Barrow, I think. Hey, now. In there terms of potential, yeah. Yep. Most underappreciated player on Michigan State's defense? 
Um, probably Henderson, Xavier Henderson. I would say. Okay. I like that a lot. Defensive player under the most pressure this season for Michigan State. Uh, Bogle. I think Chris Bogle. Okay. Look at that. And defensive transfer that will have the biggest impact. Are we going back to Bogle or do we have a different one? Uh, it'll be Brule or Winman for my money. Okay. And if you had to tell me today, I think I, I think Brule because he had, you know, yeah. that's a guy that had good, good experience in the SEC, all that. I like what both those guys can do, but I'll say Brule. And fifth and final, uh, you already know my answer to this question, but over under seven and a half wins for Michigan State this season. I don't know how I'm going under seven after this half? conversation we just had. Seven uh, and a half, that, I, that, that's what yeah. Vegas has. Yeah. I think over. I think that's – that's it's a it's a well-coached team. Um, at least it was last year, and there's no evidence to say that that's changed. Uh, they have the attention of the roster as long as that continues, I think, over. It's not going to be – you know, 11 wins, I don't know about that. They're going to have some growing pains, but I think over seven and a half for sure. Right on. No, there we go. And so, I mean, just you know, last question. As a Spartan slappy like myself, I, I, we are in the right to be excited for the season coming up. There's oh, yeah. a reason to, to smile. Okay, there we go. That's all I need yes, to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. More, more growth on the way. And look, I think it's still one of these things where, like we just said, I mean, eight wins would be a step back technically. But like yeah. eight wins with a lot of change – Depending is, on how right. you, you know, depending on the losses and how they go down. Like if you're closer against Ohio State, look, that's fine. Sure. No one's expecting you to go in there and flip that thing in a year. So yeah. keep your perspective. I mean, that team can win nine games. I don't think Michigan, you know, that's not off the table yeah. at all. And, and then if you're if you're a team that we say that about, then who knows what you can do, right? You get a couple breaks, and I think sure. they're still in that same exact category as they were a year ago, and you saw what happened. So yeah. we'll see. Hey, amen. And uh, Nick, this is awesome having you on the show. Hey, uh, you know, thank you so much for your time, letting us pick your brain for a little bit. Uh, you yeah. got me feeling all, all great about Michigan <laughs> State football coming up. Uh, where can the people uh, find you to tweet at you in all caps in celebration of your appearance? Yeah. <laughs> at, just at Nick Baumgartner on Twitter, N-I-C-K-B-A-U-M-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And I will be Happy to see your all caps tweets. Well, or maybe yeah, not. We'll see. Bit. <laughs> hey, who's who, to say? I can't imagine too many people would be this upset right. <laughs> at this episode. But Nick, this is awesome, man. Cannot thank you enough. And can't thank everyone enough for watching and listening to Lockdown Spartans. We'll be back. We do this five days a week. That's right, as we ramp up the football season. Until then, go green. Love you all. Let's go. Let's go.